I want to talk about the shit they don't teach you at school, right? The conversations I wasn't having at my dinner table, I want to invite people to the room where it happens. I want to give them an invitation or a seat so that we can have these conversations, whether it's on budgeting, personal finance, generational wealth built through real estate, entrepreneurship, sales skills, etc. Basically all the stuff they don't teach us in school. Welcome to the Willpower Podcast, where we uncover the secrets of success and share the wisdom of exceptional individuals. I'm your host, William Gomez, and as a real estate professional, I bring you insights from the world of real estate and beyond. Join me as I engage in captivating conversations with incredible guests from diverse backgrounds and industries, from top real estate moguls to trailblazing entrepreneurs and influencers. We dive into the mindsets and habits of successful people. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate and review. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and enlightened. Live life today on willpower. Dustin Owen, bro, thank you so much for making time to be here, man. Well, I'm excited. I am so excited. I was in Tulsa for a loan officer event, and you're like, bro, you're going to be in town. You mind swinging by the office? And I'm like, man, if we can make it work, and we're making it work. Yes, I'm going to be your Uber after this. Take you to the airport. Yes, I get to do the uh, the Uber. That's Will's Uber is the Uber. It's going to take me from... Uh, from his studio to the airport so I can fly back to Orlando. There you go, man. So uh, I, I meant to grab uh, Carrick's uh, introduction for you yesterday, but I don't think uh, our podcast is that long. Uh, that it <laughs> you know, What's crazy, so yeah, you're, you're referencing Carrick Draper. So Carrick Draper and the Oklahoma Mortgage Bankers Association had me come in. We did an awesome event for about 100 loan officers uh, from really the surrounding area, right? Because it wasn't just... Tulsa, Oklahoma City represented, Arkansas represented. We had people drive in from Dallas representing. And they asked me for a bio, and I have two bios, and one's called the short bio. I sent him the short bio, and then he's reading it, and it keeps going and going. I'm like, crap, that's probably not a short bio. Uh, but are you asking me to recite that bio? Or are you saying, no, we don't have enough time. People can go to LinkedIn, YouTube, and Google and figure out who I am. Well, here's, uh, I'm sure that some of the people that were there yesterday uh, will listen to this podcast and have heard that bio. I will try to recite what I remember and then fill in the gaps for me. Uh, and the reason I say that is because uh, you had a great turnout. Um, you know, we had over 100 people RSVP'd, packed room. And uh, man, for people that haven't heard your name before, uh, you're a, lo a loan officer, loan guy. You you know have a big team out there in Orlando uh, for Waterstone Mortgage. Um, you are a podcaster, which it's, is uh, a, a thing that I'm excited to kind of talk about. We've kind of already been talking about it a little bit um, to kind of pick your brain on that. And uh, you're a coach. You're a uh, an athlete triathlon Ironman. Um, and, uh, I'm super excited to, to just pick your brain and a little bit of everything. So is there anything that out of the long list that, that, that I'm missing on that? No, you, you hit the nail on the head. I'm a mortgage dude. Like at the end of the day, I'm a mortgage banker. What do I started in the industry 20 years ago to be 20 years this June as a rookie loan officer. And then I just kind of rose the ranks. And every time I got bored, I would try something different and I'd get bored. I'd try something different. So you go from a low producing loan officer who's barely getting by with $10,000 in credit card debt to, oh, I figured this out. Oh, now I'm getting recognized as a top producer. That's cool. What else can I do? Opened a branch. Oh, that's cool. What else can I do? Let's go open three more branches. Well, if you have three, why not have seven? Then all of a sudden you're realizing, well, I'm no longer a loan officer. I'm not really a branch manager. I'm, I guess I'm like some kind of a regional divisional sales executive. And then you find yourself in your day to day, you're coaching loan officers for a living. Although you wouldn't call yourself a coach, you're just a mortgage dude. And then through that, I decided, you know what would be fun? 
let's go ahead and take all the content I've been producing for the past, at that time, 15 years, whether, and I say content, the conversations I was having with real estate agents, the conversations I was having with home buyers, the conversations I was having with my loan officers, or even at that, at that point, my branch managers, let's start recording it. Hey, there's this thing called a podcast. All the cool kids are doing it. Let's go ahead and start a podcast. So I started a podcast, had a terrible name, right? Still have a terrible name, The Loan Officer Podcast. And I say it's terrible because my idea is I want to talk about the shit they don't teach you at school, right? The conversations I wasn't having at my dinner table, I want to invite people to the room where it happens. I want to give them an invitation or a seat so that we can have these conversations, whether it's on budgeting, personal finance, generational wealth built through real estate, entrepreneurship, sales skills, et cetera, basically all the stuff they don't teach us in school. But I couldn't come up with a name that I liked, so we just called it the Loan Officer Podcast. And now I have to tell people, don't let the name fool you. I create content for loan officers and the clients they serve. And the clients you know, because you're a great loan officer, who, who are your clients? Realtors, builders, financial advisors. Who are your customers? Home buyers, homeowners, basically 80% of the American populace. So I look at myself wholeheartedly as a mortgage dude, but that means so much more if you start thinking about all of the lives that you get to impact as a mortgage loan originator. Yeah. And man, I just want to say congratulations because you've done a great job at it. Um, you started in 2020, which that's really whenever podcasts took off. I mean, I've been doing this since uh, I'd say May of 2022. Okay. So coming up on two years, which is crazy. Uh, it's crazy that it's we're in like 2022, 2023. You know, it seems like this. these are years that you you thought were like so far away in the future, you know, but um but as of uh, numbers from recent numbers, there's over 2 million podcast shows in the world. But if you have at least 21 episodes, you're in the top 10% of those shows. No way. You mean people don't even make it to 10? People don't, yeah. That's it, crazy. Okay. And the well, reason, congratulations to you because you've stuck with it. You're at episode 71 or 72. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because you just hit your 400 mark, over yes. 400. Yes, 400 episodes, and we're finally going to build out a studio that's going to like rival the badass studio you have built out Bro, here. Dude, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing something right because yeah. you're, you're killing it. And I will say, I un, unlike you, you've been in the business for 20 years. I will hit my seventh year February 1st, next month. And I started, uh, I started uh, February 1st of 2018. And I remember getting sat into my office and they were like, all right, welcome. And I was like, what, like, what, what training am I taking? And they're like, there's, there is no training. You just start calling people. And I'm just, I was so confused. I was like, I thought I was going to get some sort of training. So if I could have gotten a, a hold of your podcast back in 2018 and just consumed all that content, dude, I would have been able to excel in my career a lot faster um, than I did. So I appreciate what you're doing, Thank uh, you. putting that content and also want to also congratulate you again on that, um, on that, uh, event yesterday. Uh, and I know you've had different events like that, but I, I listened to, uh, episode 41 and um it was like should you be an, a loan officer or something How, like that yes. and then you talked about you, uh your co-host john yes he said we should take this on the road man and then no it was during way. covid it was during covid and you're like well maybe next year in 2021 because right now we can't get in anywhere and boom dude you got to speak things it, into existence you you do john told me that actually my see yeah, my co-host guy named john coleman he's a phenomenal co-host because he is the audience he's not a mortgage dude right he is Second generation college educated. Um, he is a 
kind of content, video, promotion, marketing person. But like most people, he's a millennial, which I love, which you're a millennial too, right? Yeah, this is my last and, couple of weeks in my 20s, dude. Oh, no way. Well, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and, and he makes the perfect co-host because I get to speak to him as if he was a rookie loan officer. I get to speak to him like he's just starting his real estate career. I get to speak to him as if he's trying to buy a house because although he's second generation college educated, do you think he's financially like literate? No, he's like most Americans. We're not financially literate because they didn't teach it to us in middle school, high school. Our parents didn't talk to us about it at the dinner table. And if you had parents like that, wow, you're super fortunate. And um, yeah, so I think it's cool that you went back and you referenced episode 41. For anyone who's thinking about podcasting, episode 41, think about this. That's what put us on the map. That was the first episode. If you go to YouTube right now, it probably has 75,000 downloads. But that episode, it... It just, it hit. That's what popped. And I don't even think we found our cadence. I think we found our cadence somewhere around episode 48 or 52, meaning it took us a solid six months before we ever knew what we were doing, found our voice, found our cadence. And I think that's a, a life lesson, not just for anyone looking to podcast, but you, the rookie loan officer seven years ago, like you showed endurance, you showed fortitude, you made it through your first two years. Now you as a podcast host, you're six months away from hitting that what I call milestone moment of two years, I think it takes two years to do really anything, which means you're onto something, right? If you're sticking it out, if you've done 71 episodes, you built out this awesome studio. Yeah, you're onto something. I now need to be weary of what Will's going to do. Is Will going to come from my, from, from my light or is, is the light bright enough that we can share it? I do believe the light's bright enough that 100%. we can share it. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And I just want to point something out that you said. It took you 41 episodes to, to see something, whether you want to call it blow up or to get some type of momentum. And I just told you that, that so many people don't even make it to episode 21. Because yes. we, we, and, and the, the longer that we are living in this world with technology uh, as, as fast as it's moving, I just saw this uh, thing that Elon in the next three to five years, he, they already have it, but it's going to take them uh, a couple more years before they can sell it. But it's a robot that they're selling for $20,000 that it can clean your house, it can take care of, you know, kids, take care of your elderly parents. Like, it can do all these things. And it's like, that's the world that we're living in to where that the, the further that we're moving into that world, the more, the less patience that we have. So people don't want to post reels because they, they see all the reels that they're looking at. They have millions of views. They have millions of likes. And if they post something that has 500 views for their first video, they're like, this isn't for me. And, 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 and people don't realize that it takes a long time. And same thing in the loan officer world. Like yesterday, you know, people go in, see the loan officer panel, see Mike David that did, you know, um, 60 million last year on a down year, over 200 units. And they're just like, I've been doing this for a year and I only closed 30 loans. And they're like, maybe this isn't for me. People don't have the patience and that's where they do themselves a disservice. Yeah, the patience and the fortitude. Um, so- I decided to podcast because I'm a podcast fan, right? And that's how it started. And really, I was a fan of talk radio when I was in my late teens, early 20s, um, whether it's sports talk, whether it was in Orlando, we had this TV station, our TV station, radio station, uh, an FM station, 104.1, it's called Real Radio. And Real Radio is where you could hear Howard Stern, but they also had their own morning, morning show. And I was just a fan of all of that. But so as a podcast listener, some of my favorites right now is I like to tune into Ed Milet. And, and Ed, so good. Ed, Ed gives good 
interviews and the interviews are an hour or less. And that's what I like about it. Like I love Rogan and I love Jocko too, but holy cow, three and a half hour episodes. Like I train and sometimes my bike rides are three hours long, but I don't know if I can listen to Jocko for three hours on a bike ride or Rogan for three hours. So Ed Milo is the place I like to, I like to go because they're one hour and he has great interviews. So he has Jen, I'm a, I'm a, a butcher her last name, I think it's Gottlieb, something like that. And I'm not familiar with her, but she's a big who's who. I mean, if you're on Ed's show, you're a who's who, right? Like this, this is like the number one podcast right now or close to, and Ed Milet's kind of like the new age um, Tony Robbins, or at least that's where he's trying to position himself. Yeah. But anyhow, Jen said this, and I think it's imperative um, that we, we recognize it. Too many times we compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. But they started writing their book three years ago. We're starting our book today. Exactly. We can't compare ourselves to anyone but ourselves. And we need to be grateful for wh whatever it is that we're doing. You mentioned loan officers making reels because you crush it in that scene. Thank you, right? man. Like you absolutely crush it. You're, you're what people are chasing. But I'm sure if you sat down with someone, you could scroll through two, three years ago and 100%. see the reels that you were doing three years ago and be like, hey, look, that got no views. And Dude, by the way, you probably learned, I want to pick your brain about this. You get great views, but I'd be interested to, to hear from you what you've learned. How do you turn those views into leads? That's a question that I get asked quite a bit. That was yep. one of the questions that you uh, got asked yesterday mm -hmm. at, the, uh, uh, at the event. And my answer is, is, I always tell people it's not the answer that you're looking for. Because here's what people are looking for. And it's something that I did whenever I started, whenever I left the bank and I, uh, you know, moved and I felt like I had more freedom to, to work on my personal brand. I hired a girl that was helping me, uh, run like my business page. And I remember her telling me, she said, you, you have to do video. She's like, no worries. Like I'm going to do the scripts for you. I'm going to come film you and everything. But it was those videos that, yeah, you can go back. Actually, you have to go back to my old business page that's still uh you're saying your facebook business page my i had a facebook business page and a in a in a instagram business page which okay. i was just like like everybody else like i want to keep it separate but it's like if you keep things separate like that's not your brand but Correct. It, it was this video it's like hi my name is william gomez and i'm with the mortgage link today i'm going to talk to you about fha loans dude they were getting like 60 views and then she would be like the reason they're not getting views is because you're not paying for people to view it and, I'm, and so I, I was having to pay her. I was having to pay for like ads pretty much. And I was, I was getting frustrated because my thought was I'm doing this so people can call me and say, hey, I watched your FHA video. Can you do a loan for me? Yeah. And that's every loan officer out there. That's their quote unquote motivation. They're like, I've posted 10 videos and I haven't gotten any single lead. Do I get business from it? Yes, I do. But here's how. I don't, I have never had one video and I've had videos that have had, almost 4 million views. And I can't tell you that that video got me one loan. But I, what I can tell you is that the way that I've been able to grow my audience, I'm able to create relationships. And people, how you, how did, how did this happen? It happened in the DMs, you being here and being on the podcast, it happened. It wasn't like you, because of the video that you posted that say, I'm going to be in Tulsa. Like we didn't, have that whole conversation in there. We had it in the DMs. Yes. So part of like my greatness tracker that I do every single week, which I track my activity every single week on the calls, the texts, all this stuff is I have to hit a certain amount of DMs that I do every single week in order to be able to get appointments from that. I will tell you my number one realtor from 2023, I got her because of social media. She started seeing 
what I was doing on on just my feed, and she's like, the the loan officer that I'm working with is not doing anything like that, and I want somebody like that. And it took me about two to maybe three months of DMs to create a relationship to finally meet her. And then in twenty late 2022, she gave me a shot with uh, two deals. And this past year, we closed like 16, 17 deals. Wow. No, and that is, um, I think, what you just dropped right there for especially a mortgage loan originator, but really anyone who does what we do for a living. Like I look at what we do for a living. You could be selling fancy clothes at Tom James. You could be selling life insurance at Northwestern Mutual. You could be a commercial realtor at Jones Lang LaSalle or a residential realtor over at EXP or Keller Williams, right? The, the nuggets that you just dropped resonate amongst all of those professions. And it's like, you're the brand, you're the product, and you need to be leveraging video and you need to be putting yourself out there. But most of those people in those sales entrepreneurship type businesses, we want easy. We want to take a pill that makes us less fat, right? We, we don't want to have to work hard, but you're like, no, 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 this allows me to work more efficient, but I still have to work hard. You're not going to just create a video and then all of a sudden your phone's going to ring. You're going to create a video and it's going to be okay. You're going to create more videos and you'll get good at it. You'll continue doing it for a year and a half, two years, and you'll finally get really proficient. All the, all the, the, the video and the, the image and the following does for you, uh, what I've witnessed and people like you, it makes your job easier it 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 compounds the effort you're already putting in like that realtor was willing to accept your your phone call because she could look at your video content and be like wow that dude's sharp wow that dude presents well wow that dude's knowledgeable i wonder if i would like him i think i'm gonna like him versus if you weren't putting yourself out there they're gonna ghost you 100 percent. and i think that you hit the nail right in the head yesterday with also with your response that you said, do you make any money when you go to networking events? Oh, you like that. I love that yeah. because, because it's kind of the same answer. Like how many leads do you, like how many leads did, did the people get yesterday? Were you giving out free leads? Yeah, no. no, like you're going there to make your life easier, make your business easier. The other thing that I want to add on there before we move on to the next thing is that, uh, you can be really good at posting content, but one of the, one of the greatest compliments that you can get uh, which which I got a couple comments yesterday that when I met new people that I had met, they're like, uh, they're like, dude, you're just like your videos. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I hope it's kind of like when I got in the business and I remember, uh, you know, sending emails and it has your, your picture and your email. And then I would go to places and people would be like, you look just like your picture. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that supposed to be the the they're like well and then i learned that that you know you have those realtors that have their 1985 uh headshot and then i'm like oh, okay i never want to be that guy but the reason i'm saying that is because one people try to people try to imitate other people and it makes them not be themselves that's one thing but the number two thing is the reason why i'm getting the traction traction i'm getting is because of stories I told you, you know, we had to crank it up to 72 in here because I'm like still kind of shivering because uh, my new year, one of my, the new year's thing that I was going to do is do a cold plunge every single morning. Every morning. Every single morning. Wake up out of bed, just go out there. And this morning, dude, it was, uh, it, it was like hard. It's 24 degrees right now in Tulsa. It was, well, normally the longer I stay in bed, the, the warmer it gets, it was the opposite this morning. It was like uh, the longer I stayed in bed, the colder it was getting, and it was 19. And when I looked at my my app, it said it, it felt like three degrees outside. That's how, like, because the wind. Are you cold plunging? Like, did you go out and buy a cold plunge tub? Yes, and yes. And then 
what do you like spend like a thousand dollars a month on on ice so here's the thing is that i i want and it's funny that we're talking about social media because <laughs> right around the same time that i went to neil's content day and dropped five grand to go out there i was going to spend five thousand dollars on a cold plunge that is like stays cool the entire time but i was like no I was like, I got to do this. This is, this is going to make me more money. And that's how I think about so many other things. Yesterday, you talked about, you know, how much your program cost. And most people think that's a lot of money. But the way that you break it down, it's like, that's just one extra it's loan. One half of one commission. Literally. Exactly. Like, yes. Um, and we're too cheap. We have a consultant's coming in telling us, um, you know, oh, oh my I gosh, agree. you should be five or six grand minimum. And I'm cool. We may very well get there because at some point I'm going to want to put a limit on how many people get invited into the community. And in order to do so, you do so by, by increasing the cost for people joining. Um, but yeah, we, we charge $2,000 a year right now. You join our community. That's 80 live sales training or sales coaching calls, two with me, five with faculty. You have an e-learning platform that has hundreds of training videos, as well as like all of the downloadables, the PDFs and the Excel spreadsheets that guys and girls like you, top producers in the industry use, you take for granted that you use it, yet there's so many people who want to aspire to have your production or even double your production, and they don't know where to turn. So this was interesting. Um, we didn't even go here earlier, but the podcast, people say, oh my God, you must kill it on the podcast. Dude, the podcast makes me no money. The podcast probably cost me 20 or 30 grand when I look at what I've invested time as well as like, you know, equipment. But the podcast allowed me to build an audience. The audience raised their hand and said, Dio, we need more. We want more. And the, what the audience told to me was you need to develop a coaching and training company that is specifically for loan officers. Cause my podcast isn't specifically for loan officers. Loan officers love it. And it's called the loan officer podcast. So yeah. So, um, shameless plug. It's TLOP, T-L-O-P, online.com. If you are a mortgage loan originator and you're looking for coaching or support, mentorship, training, yeah, for a whopping $2,000 a year, you can have Oh, it's these, a year. A year, not a oh, month. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I thought I, I, you, mean, you thought I, I said you. a month. No, it's 2000 Right now, it's $2,000 oh, for a year. Um, and, and by the way, I have a partnership with the Knowledge Coop. The Knowledge Coop is my favorite place to go for compliance because they make compliance fun. So with that annual membership, all your CEs included. And That's, you get a complimentary membership to Knowledge Coop. No, we, we should be charging five to six grand a year. Right now, it's only $2,000 a year. One of the things that I ask is how, how are you doing what you're doing, um, you know, in, especially in a down market, all this stuff. And I, 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 I tell people, I, I spend money on my personal development. Like the amount of money that I've, I've been to, not one, but two Neil Contents days. I went to, I've been to not one, but two Amplifies with Renee. Renee's Ooh. actually been on the podcast. Uh, so a That's Renee Rodriguez, by the way. Yes, yep. I, the reason I'm bringing that up is because yesterday you, uh, one of the things you talked about is becoming a better communicator, better storyteller. And you said, if you guys wanna drop $6,000 to go to his class or read his book, but if you guys look up, he has a podcast as well. Just listening to his podcast, you'll be able to become a better communicator. Like I thought I was a decent communicator before, like the first class I went to. Dude, it just opens your eyes. But to, to wrap the, the uh, what I was telling you is that not buying that $5,000 cult tub was the best thing I could have done because I went and created the personal brand that I did. So this year for Christmas, I um, my wife always likes to overspend on me and I'm just like, hey. And also I always return her gifts because I'm like, I don't need this. Yeah. So I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm running my first marathon this Sunday. Oh, no way. 
Yes. Congrats. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Where at? Uh, Houston. In Houston. Going yes. down to H-Town. Yes. Okay. And then so I said, uh, I'm going to buy some new shoes. They're like $200 running shoes. And I said, don't, don't get me anything. And she was like, I already bought you something. And I'm like, just give it to me for my birthday because my birthday's coming up. And she said, I have to get you something at least. So she bought me actually a $100 cold plunge that you just buy. And I've kept it in the backyard. And I've you've seen how cold it gets. So that thing has been getting down in the 30s. Oh, so you don't, you don't need ice? No, not until the, not until the uh, summertime because it gets super hot. But the thing is that, you know, we as humans buy things that we think that we need and then we like never use them again. So even though I'm really consistent on going to CrossFit in the gym, uh, during COVID, I, I was like, I want to have a home gym. And I spent so much money just developing this home gym that I never use. So this, if I do spend the five grand or whatever on the cold tub when it comes to the summer, because I think that that'll be way more convenient than having to do the ice packs and all that stuff. I think that I'll have earned my way of like, this is a habit now and I, I need this now. I like so. that. Yeah. You start, start in the winter, start with a hundred dollars, fill it up. The outdoor temperature will make sure it keeps it cold enough for you. And then you'll reward yourself in the summertime if you stayed consistent. A question for you. How long do you stay in the cold plunge for? Three minutes. Three minutes. The goal. But here's the thing is that, uh, so um, Huberman, uh, who's been on, he has his own podcast and he has been on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, he's a, a scientist at Stanford. And the studies that they have done is that if you do 11 minutes a week, that's when you'll get all the benefits, which there's all kinds of benefits out there as far as like inflammation, boost of energy. Uh, he has said that the amount of dopamine that you gain from one line of cocaine will last nine minutes and you'll get that same release in, in dopamine and, and your endorphins from doing uh, three minutes in a cold plunge that'll last up to four hours, two to four hours, the same exact feeling. Wow. And I can attest to that as far as like out after I'm like done shivering, because it takes me probably 40 minutes to an hour to like fully be like back to normal. I'm, I feel like I'm on like on a high at like freaking 530 AM. Okay. Well, you've convinced me. I'm going to have to figure this out. I've done some like hop in the bathtub during, um, like I do one or two Ironman races a year and I don't do the fulls. I do the half. So what um, are the distances on that? Uh, so on a half, um, you're doing a 1.2 mile swim. Then you do a 56 mile bike and then you do a 13.1 mile run. So it's a, it's about a six hour race, right? If you're really good, it's a five hour and 15 minute race. But like the goal, kind of like with a marathon or a half, like a marathon, you want to probably come in under four hours or a half marathon. You're trying to come in under two when you're doing what we call an Ironman 70.3. Just if you're a novice, which most of us are, if you can come in under six hours, like you're doing something good. But for most people, just completing the race is an accomplishment. Yeah. And then so a full is just double all that. So 2.4 miles swim, 112 mile bike, and then a marathon at the end. I have friends of mine who have never done a marathon, but they've done two full Ironman. So they'll, they'll, they're like, well, I've never done a, a, a marathon by itself, but I've done a marathon after I swam 2.4 miles, after I biked 112 miles. Dude, um, so I have never done a marathon. This will be my first one. I've done three halves and I've done them without training. I'll just go out there and then just, just run them. And, and the, my biggest thing is I do CrossFit. I uh, ruptured my Achilles uh, almost a year ago. Uh, it was the day 
uh, before the Super Bowl in 2023. And so I couldn't walk for like four months. And then so I remember the first time that I ran and when I couldn't walk, I was like, man, I, there's so many things that you take for granted. And running was one of them because I like, hated running, but mm-hmm. I, I like getting medals. I like going to the things. And then so I was like, I can't just go out there and run a marathon without uh, any training. So I most people do like a 24 to 26-week training program. I did a 12-week training program, and I did half of it. So, so what's your longest distance that you've run in 22. training? 22. Okay, so you're good. 22 if, miles. If, if you got 22 done, and then to me, a marathon to me is, especially the first one, just completing it puts you in the top so, 1% of all human beings, probably. Goal, uh, yeah, it's less than 1%. I yeah. looked it up. That's what motivated me, too. So it's uh, goal is 345. Uh, uh, stretch, uh, non-negotiable is four. And then the stretch goal is, is 330, which... Well, and, and, and Houston's going to be flat, and the weather's going to be good. Yeah. So that, that should help you. Like, what I've learned is, like, my best times happen when it's, like, 45 degrees and sunny. My body does not adapt well, although I'm a Floridian. I do not adapt well to heat or humidity, uh, but I adapt really well to, like, maybe not this Tulsa cold weather we're having today. Yeah. But, uh, man, good luck to you. That's, that's so awesome. I've, I've never done the 26.2 run distance. Well, I've never done – I'm doing my first duathlon in um, March, and okay. it's, it's quick, like 5K, 25K, 5K, mm-hmm. because <laughs> – if I was to do even a half Ironman, I would have to train so hard, especially in the swim part, dude. It, it, no, so I'll tell you, it, it'll take you 16 weeks. You only need 16 weeks because you're in shape, because you CrossFit. Um, in 16 weeks, you could get in there, and the swim is the easiest part. And you're talking to someone, dude. I could not do a lap in the pool three years ago. Three years ago, I could not do like there and back without being winded, without needing to stand up. And I went to YouTube University because it's free. And I started just, you know, uh, I say Googling, but YouTubing, searching for, you know, videos on just how do I properly breathe? What, what's the, the right stroke? And what's a cadence, et cetera, et cetera. Taught myself how to swim. And in the very beginning, I was uh, freestyle, and then I would do a breaststroke because breaststroke is probably the easiest stroke. Um, and, and my goal, my very first race I did was a one mile, just a, a lake swim. And three quarters of it, I did freestyle, but a quarter of it, I had to do breaststroke. And it's like anything, it's compounding efforts and compounding effects. You start small and you build, you start small and you build. I remember the first time I did a 15K, which is like what, 9.2 miles or something like that, 9.3 miles, I think. And um, that was the first time I ever ran that much without stopping. That was just uh, 2000 and maybe one, I'm gonna start 2021. So I, up until 2021, I had never been able to run nine miles without stopping. Man, and that's, I'm so glad you're talking about this because that's with everything. Like going yes. back to the podcast, uh, one of the things uh, Kyle Bradley was on the um, panel yesterday, and I think he was the most, um, he was the most transparent. Um, I think they all were great, but he was saying like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been doing this for 20 years, but up until 2018, like I just like wasn't structured and like I would be be doing like, you know, one loan or two loans a month, just like a lot of loan officers are out there. And one thing too, that I think kind of references, not just only for loan officers, but anybody else that's, you know, starting their own business or, or, or something similar, like the loan officer structure, like sales is so many people want to just go into, like, I had never really done a cold plunge, maybe a couple. And I wanted to go to the $5,000 one. Yeah. And nobody wants to start with the hundred dollar one. 
and and work their way up. And that's the same thing that we talked about on so many people are like, hey, I've been in the business for six months. Like, when do I get my assistant? Yeah. And 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 people see somebody like Kyle that they're like, well, it's easy for Kyle because he has, you know, people that are doing this, this, and this, and they don't see that he's been doing it for 20 years. Correct. Everything's a process. Like you and I are talking about half Ironmans and marathons. And yeah, the stories that I tell, it's, I'm trying to tell the story as, a, as words of encouragement because we all have to start somewhere. That's that whole, you know, you may be on chapter one, I'm on chapter 20, but imagine what your chapter 20 is going to look like. It may very well look way better than mine did, um, but don't be afraid to start at, at chapter one. Yeah, starting your loan officer business or your real estate, you know, um, brokerage, whatever the case may be, you start small. I had a guest on uh, my show month ago and i respect the hell out of her she is uh, a fintech unicorn right so this is someone who had an idea dropped everything that she was doing to invest in this idea and ended up growing a company that's worth over a billion dollars but it was what she said about her process she said she had to learn as a you know, fintech startup company that she didn't know how to go a to a to z like she didn't but she could go a to b and then once she got to b she, she could try to go b to c and it's just kind of that works in life in general. Heck, you're a young parent. You're probably learning that right now in parenting. Like you don't know how to become a great parent until you parent. Yeah. Um, so you have to go A to B and B to C. And you can read your books and listen to your podcast and figure out how, you know, the best child psychologist may teach you to parent, but you're going to learn it by doing so much of life and business is you got to learn by doing. You mentioned the panel, nothing chaps my rear end more when a lower producer at whatever industry says, well, of course, so-and-so has done it because look at their team, look at their support. I'm like, wait a minute. Someone had to take the chance to hire that team. Someone had to teach and train that team. Someone had to put together the systems and process that the team's going to follow. And if you get to know any of these top producers in whatever industry, they were top producers before they hired a team. They hired a team because their work-life balance was out of balance. They hired a team because they, they were maybe plateauing. They hired a team because they were a hot mess. They were successful in terms of like generating revenue, but they weren't successful in terms of like being scalable. But you're not going to hire a team and then all of a sudden make it. You're going to make it because you have that drive and determination to make it. Dude, people want to make excuses for anybody else that it's winning at anything. I remember uh, at this event, I actually met you at that event, at uh, uh, Mastermind, uh, Mortgage Mastermind in Vegas about a year and a half ago. And Neil, I don't know if you remember, Neil spoke up or spoke. And one of the things that he, he said along his spiel, he goes, he's like, I made, I made $1.5 million last year. And the person that was sitting next to me goes, well, of course he did. It was the refi boom. And then I go, how much did you make? And they were like, it was like 120k yeah and i'm like how, how why didn't you make that exactly but people like to make excuses for anybody else that's doing something that they don't want to that they want to secretly do but they don't want to put the effort to do it which is crazy man so what do you what else do you have going on for 2024 like any big things any uh i hate to i hate to say new year's resolutions i always say that i like to do one habit which mine is the cold punch this year. Uh, I don't know how you do it, but, but whether it's that or whether it's like things with the podcast later on this year, like what, what's going on with you this year? Uh, so 2024, it's interesting. I'm with you. I'm not like a, a resolution person. I, I love to goal set um, and I do like to reset, right? So I use the new year to reset. You know, and my reset was, I'm a big fan of 75 hard. So oh, you told me that you've done it twice, right? Three times now. Three times. Three times. And um, by, by the third time, honestly, it became 75 annoying 
But I will tell people, 75 hard changed my life. Like me signing up for that, me having the fortitude to complete it, which it took me 101 days to complete it because I flubbed on like week three and I had to start all, all over again. But I want to go back to living the 75 hard lifestyle. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to work out twice a day every day, but it does mean I'm probably going to work out nine times a week. So it's work, work out twice a day, read how long? Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who's interested in it, Anthony Frisella, who um, has a, a, a podcast of his own, it used to be called the MFCEO Project. It's called um, something else now, um, which I don't know because I, I don't tune in as much as I used to. But anyhow, it was back in like March of 2019. He has an episode where he just comes out and announces this challenge for 75 days. You have to take a picture of yourself. It's called a, project, a, a progress picture. Okay, cool. Easy enough. You have to read 10 pages of a book. And you have to read, not listen. Read. Okay, there's, stat, there's statistics and studies that will, that will show you reading is how you learn. Not that you can't learn by audio, but it says read. Um, so and by the end, Anthony would be like, it's, it's called hard mf -er for a reason. It's read, not listen. So 10 pages of a book, and the book needs to be a self-help, motivational, business-type like, book, right? So you're reading uh, 10 pages. You're drinking a gallon of water a day. Um, you are following a healthy diet. Now, the good thing is it's a healthy diet. You get to determine a healthy diet. For me, I cut out French fries. I cut out all sweets, all candy, all soda. But I still you, eat pizza. You eat a lot of French fries? Oh, dude, tater tots are my thing. So tater tots, french fries, and soda used Don't to be Don't tell me thing. you're like Napoleon Dynamite. You got some in your pocket. I do right not now. have any in, uh, tater tots <laughs> in my pocket. No, I, um, but so I, I still ate pizza. I still had hamburgers, but I didn't allow myself for 75 days to have any candy, to have any cupcakes, to have any ice cream. Um, and, I, and I cut out soda, which by the way, I now no longer drink soda. I, I could crush a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper in a week, but I now don't drink soda. Um, so that was the healthy diet. And then you had to work out twice a day, every day. Each workout had to be for a minimum of 45 minutes. You couldn't cheat and be like, oh, I'm going to go on an hour and a half bike ride. No, it's two separate workouts and one had to be outdoors. What people don't realize is, yes, I lost 35 pounds. Yes, I read six books. Yes, those six books, you know, helped reshape me. Um, but it's, it is a mental challenge you know, you, you will get in shape. You will be at the healthy. Oh, did I tell you no alcohol, no alcohol, yeah, no alcohol, no alcohol that that for 75 days. And you're talking to someone who back in the day I had an issue. I could crank through a handle of crown Royal in a week. I love to come home yeah. and have a couple beverages. You're I, definitely a loan officer then. Yeah. I, I had never gone that long without alcohol since probably I was a teenager. So nonetheless, you complete this and it just, I just realized that yes, you can in life. Yes, you can. If you want to do it, you can do it. Um, and I've found that I'm the best version of me when I drink less, when I read more, when I exercise. And I like that. When I eat healthy, I like that person. So you asked me for 2024. I'm like, how did I get on the 75 hard tangent? You would ask me what. Uh, so my goal was I wanted to go back to, to that lifestyle because I kind of got away from it in 2023. Um, mainly it was the diet, the alcohol and the reading is, is kind of what goes. I still love to exercise. I still drink my water, but those are the three things that started slipping and my intentionality. I have a particular, particular branch that we're going to focus on making sure that's the, the, the branch that feels the love the most. So that's something that we're going to be very intentional about. Um, I'm very intentional with growing out TLOP online, like very intentional. I, it started last year when I actually hired two full-time associates, um, it's now going to be, we just hired our, our first marketing intern. 
and we're going to travel and do more events like we just did in Tulsa. And we're going to, we, we, we onboarded faculty. So I now have five faculty members who it's not just me coaching and training and teaching the five faculty members are going to do it. And you want to talk about investing in your business. I'm getting ready to drop 12 grand a month to hire the best consulting firm to make sure that we are maximizing our memberships to make sure that the people for TLOP. for TLOP online. Yep. So if you are a loan officer and you want to be less of a mess, yes. But like I figured out, I can't do that alone. My team is great, but they can't do it alone. We need to go find the experts just like you found the experts when it comes to video creation, right? You dropped five grand, not once, but twice to go to an event where an expert was going to teach you how to make video content to expand your personal brand. We're getting ready to drop $12,000 a month, six month minimum commitment to find, but this company works with like companies like IBM. Like this is a company that will help you put together your sales process to make sure people who love your content, who love your show, who go to your website, who subscribe to your newsletter, that they also know about this awesome community and you're inviting them to come be a part of it. So that's for 2024, what we're looking to do on the docket. Like I'm doing something in Delaware for the Mortgage Bankers Association in Delaware. I'm doing something in Arkansas uh, for the Mortgage Bankers Association of Arkansas. Flat Branch Home Loans mm -hmm. out of Kansas City. I'm going to go do something for them in April. I'm planning on going back out to Mortgage Mastermind. Okay. So my team's trying to work with, it's no longer Stephen Marshall. It's now Matt Emery. Okay. So Matt Emery's putting that event on. That's where you and I met, by yeah. the way. Yep. Um, so we're going to be out at that event. I'm a big proponent of the NBA. So their annual event is in October in uh, Denver. I'll be out there. So I think for us, it's more of what we've been doing. Um, just doing it better, doing it with more intentionality and doubling down on what worked and big one only doing things if it's fun like my whole my whole thing is if it's fun i'm in um and my definition of fun may be way different than other people's like i have fun training for ironmans not everyone does that but that's the one thing that i was excited to have you on because everybody thinks i'm crazy for doing you know all this stuff which in comparison to to you it's still like because my big thing same. is my biggest my biggest thing is crossfit i love crossfit and then i've i cycling was like a so good for my mental health uh, because I could do it 100% while I still wasn't 100% because I couldn't do CrossFit. And uh, dude, I, I love to go out for a 100-mile bike ride for fun. Like it's just, it's awesome. You would be amazed at how much it makes you a better person, a better oh. business person, a better parent, a better, a better partner. Yes, like there's studies that show getting outdoors and moving your body, what that does for your brain, the dopamine, yeah. um, et cetera. Hey, I need to ask you something. I, I can see the clock. We're kind of running long which that's kind of my MO in life. I always run long. <laughs> I run late and I run long. Um, you mentioned something about stories and we didn't get a chance. We, we went from stories and we, we got sidetracked with, with cold plunges and then talking about whatever. Else oh about yeah. Next. To wrap that up was saying that I'm very consistent on, um, on putting stories on my social media. So outside of whatever your niche is, if your niche is to teach people how to buy a house, if your niche is to teach people uh, how to lose weight, if your niche is to, teach people how to eat better. That's not your life. Your life is like, what, what are your kids doing? Like, what are you doing? Are you traveling? Like, so even though I've only posted, I think today I posted a story about it and it's only been like my fourth time posting it. I don't want to be like one of those really, really annoying guys mm -hmm. that posts it every morning. But, um, dude, I've probably gotten like close to, if not over 50 DMS, just from the cold plunge stories. And now if you send me a DM and say, dude, how are you doing that? I can take that conversation wherever I want it. I can tell you, dude, it, you start where you want to start. You know, what are some of your newest resolution? Boom. 
Okay, cool. Hey, by the way, how did business end up last year for you? Oh, man. Well, hey, there's this new strategy that I've been using with myself and some of my agents. What, what do you say we grab coffee next week? Boom. Realtor yep. meeting right there. People don't think like that. So, so you're using your, your reels, your video content. To create an audience. To create an audience. But you're using your stories to introduce them to Will the Human. And, and build then, relationships. Yeah. So they see your reels. Like, oh, it's good content. That's, that's professional content. But your story is like, oh, and, and he's a human. Okay, so then they want to start commenting and DMing, at which point that's an opening. To me, when I'm trying to encourage sales professionals to embrace business media, online networking, I, I try to attribute it to something that they know, and they know traditional networking. So I talk about if you're doing traditional networking, what do you have to do? You have to shake someone's hand. You have to make eye contact. You have to engage in small talk. What do you think posting is? Right? Posting is eye contact. Right? Post uh, liking or hearting a comment is maybe shaking someone's hand. Exactly. Right. Commenting on their post or you doing a story is engaging in small talk. And ultimately, what's the end goal? The end goal is to leave that networking function and have one or two people who want to meet with you and get to know you better. The goal of being online is to do all of that for the purpose of one or two people will want to go from online with you to offline. I think you and I could probably do a whole entire life. I know. And I, I know, that, I know we got it. We got to get you to the airport. The last thing I will say on that, um, which I, you know, it, it happened from May of 2022 to March. I averaged out Facebook or Meta paying me an average of $1,500 a month. What? Yep. Because of the, uh, the reach that I was getting. And of course, what they want is they want to keep people on their platform. So that way, if they watch your whole thing, they'll go to the next thing. And what's the next thing? An ad that somebody else is paying them. And so they keep, they, they want people to stay on that app and not leave and go to TikTok, not leave, go to YouTube. So um, that has gone down because they, uh, of all the changes that have happened with like ChatGPT and all this stuff. And, um, but I mean, they still send me like a couple hundred bucks a month, but that's not why I'm doing it. But I'm saying it's like, you just don't know the possibilities unless you go out there and do it. Consistently. Dustin, consistently. Consistently. Dude, Dustin, yeah. thanks so much for coming out. I know you've already said a couple of times, but where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so the podcast is The Loan Officer Podcast. Do not let the name fool you. This is a podcast for anybody who's into like business, sales, real estate, mortgage, et cetera. Um, I'm on YouTube that way. I'm on LinkedIn that way. I'm on Facebook that way. Our IG handle is at The Loan Officer Podcast. If you want to connect with me individually, like Dustin Owen, the human, LinkedIn's my favorite way to do it. So go on LinkedIn, connect with me. If you have questions, shoot me a question. But I definitely encourage you to check out the show if, if you haven't. Um, maybe after you listen to, to Will's show, then you, you know, the next one you listen to is, is our show and wait for Will to drop his next episode. And if you are a mortgage loan originator and you're looking for help, right, training, development, coaching, check us out, tloponline.com. At a minimum, sign up for our newsletter. It's free. And we do one free call a month. All you have to do is be a newsletter subscriber and we will invite you to our one free call that we do every single month. Cool. Thanks for being here, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course.